before the record. You can listen to us every other Thursday at 9.30 a.m. on BFF.fm or subscribe to the podcast at ForTheRecordPodcast.com. This week, we're departing from our normal format of talking about one album in depth, and instead we're going through and discussing our favorite discoveries from this year's South by Southwest Music Conference in Austin, Texas, which takes place in about the middle of March. So the first band we'll talk about that we really liked, especially their live act, is Gang of Youths from Australia, and this song is called Let Me Down Easy. band where you know part of my process for doing the planning for south by every year is to listen to the 2000 or so artists who are going to be performing and quickly go through one song for each of them that's on the south by playlist and then narrow that down further by the ones that seem interesting you know listening to a few songs from from each band and then eventually narrow it down to about 200 bands that go on our schedule that we'll want to try and see we usually get to about 100 of them in the course of six days but Gang of Youths is one that didn't seem that impressive to me on record but then we saw their live performance and wow they are just their front man is so he's got this mane of hair and he's kind of beefy and he's just very charismatic and he's jumping around on the monitors and things and He's a very charismatic performer. Yeah, I think one of the, one of the moments that really uh, charmed me was I think a person was taking video or a, uh, <laughs> pictures of him, and he just grabbed the camera <laughs> and just held it up to the audience, and then gave it back to the guy. Didn't mess with it. Wasn't upset. It was this joyful moment. Like, hey, you're enjoying taking this picture of me. I'm going to share in that joy and share it with the entire audience. And it was it in a lesser performer's hands, it would have seemed so calculated, but it yet it's felt so genuine. And that's just the thing flowing through their music is it feels so earnest and they're, they clearly have a sense of humor about themselves that I think they even one of the lyrics in this, you like songs with good lyrics and uh, it's sort of like uh, implying that this isn't one of them, but that's what they're trying to do. And they just have, they have this big arena sound. Like they're real, it's very ambitious. And even just seeing them perform, you know, the first time we saw them twice, first time was in the back patio of the Blackheart, which is a pretty small stage. And there were probably 200 people there, yeah. but they played it like they were playing to a huge arena. Oh, like yeah, they, they really just gave it everything. It. 
And the sound here, one of the things that I think that's interesting is that you can really get a good sense of this guy's voice and then that keyboard, you, you hear just a little bit of it. And what I love is that this, the frontman is so animated and then the keyboard is, is just completely in this zone of not really moving and just almost like scientific. And yet his playing is just as energetic and warm as the singing. Weirdly, this song is feels completely full, even though it's lacking the guitarist. They have a fantastic guitarist who can do a number of styles. He also has a ridiculous pedal board and a flying V guitar. And I just thought, like, seriously, you're trying, you're, and it, I, I wanted to hate him. And then he started playing, and he's just so talented and is able to do so many different styles, where sometimes he sounds very much like a modern kind of punk indie band there's one song where they totally sound like block party other songs he sounds like the edge and there's definitely a bit of a u2 vibe to some of these songs and the sense that this band has that sort of universal appeal they could be that big potentially so at the way other end of the spectrum this really lovely singer songwriter from portland named Haley hendrix if you don't go outside, well, nothing's gonna happen. She'll never write a number on a crumpled up napkin. She'll never be your ego. She'll never be a bandit. She'll never get to eat you like your heart's a pomegranate. I'm throwing out the milk. The olives got old. I'm tired of my mind getting heavy with mold. I need to start a garden. I need to start a garden. gonna start a garden in my backyard I'm gonna start a garden in my backyard cause making this song up is just as hard cause making this song up is just as hard ooh That's such a great section that we played because it, I think, encapsulates the experience that she comes on stage and she's very kind of gangly and sort of awkward and feels very almost out of sync with all the chaos that's happening. And she's so quiet and like apologetic. And yeah. Like, oh, thanks for coming. And exactly. like, and like, uh, you know, very grateful to her band who, you know, all has other projects and they came yeah. here to play with yeah. me. And, and she's so just very quiet. She, yeah. She has this just sweetness. And so much of the song is this sort of like high pitch cutesy. And like the first half of the song is very much like that about the, the milk is sour and this cutesy Om Shalala, which is, I guess the song is, called Umshlala. and then in the second half of the song she kind of comes unhinged and becomes this just visceral force and you were not seeing that we were not seeing that coming when we saw them live it was amazing yeah she has such a great voice and she's pretty young i think although i don't think this is her first record but just to see her kind of own the stage and and just she has such a unique voice and i love her i mean a unique voice as far as perspective and then her voice her actual voice is so like warm and soothing and just like comforting and i just love that she she has it has a real intimate feel oh it's incredibly welcoming when and very powerful when she lets it be and she's certainly i think a gifted songwriter there's just it feels sort as if there's that kind of cutesiness and preciousness and yet it doesn't feel forced and there's wonderful i like this the line i eat your heart like it was a hop pomegranate and that just you know thinking about how hard it is to eat a pomegranate and it's just my brain explodes with 
imagery from that. I well, think it's yeah, very I mean, the imagery is so great and the, the perspective is so relatable. And like this song in particular, I really love. And she's it's talking about like how hard it is to get started writing a song. And when she introed this, she just said like, um, Shalala was just sort of this little nonsense phrase that she used as a placeholder because she she realized she just needed to get the song done, you know? And I love the line in here. I need to start a garden in my backyard because making this song up is just as hard. Yeah, it's inspiring and making it making happen <laughs> and really i think making a big splash and a lot i mean we're not the only people to have noticed uh how talented she is yeah. so I, I see a bright future for her uh the next artist that we actually saw on the same stage and really blew me away uh it's called mall bloom so on a polar high that i found one night it was cold outside frozen hands are so much like mine but they don't compromise now i'm looking at the ground because i don't want you to leave i know it's codependent but i think it's kind of sweet out of every person in the city i could ever meet leaving feels like losing but i'm learning what i need i go back to so this is a band where part of me being blown away was i think the live experience i think on on record they're very charming and fun but i i thought their live act was just really intense and that was something that i was not expecting from having heard the sort of sample tracks and then to be just this wall of sound that was way more than the record and just had this vitality to it that was amazing. So there's someone I have to, I kind of have to say, yeah, the records are cute. The live act is astounding, but the, it, the record it, is pretty great. And, and this was billed as Mal Blum and the Blum. So I'm not sure if this is Mal Blum's normal backing band or just who was brought along for South by, but um, they yeah. were all fantastic. Yeah. Like, the, yeah. Here. They're a phenomenal group of musicians. And then I think one of them we saw ended up playing with, I think the bassist was yeah, ended yeah. up playing with Speedy Ortiz later yeah. in the festival, and fantastic. I think this is one of a, a number of bands this year that were, I think, highlighting the voices of you know gender, kind of not traditional gender. I think uh, Mal Blum goes by them, they, and has, I think, a very unique voice that isn't easily categorized. What I really like about this is that the singing style is... I, th- I think NPR described it as sort of the air of the moldy peaches and it's yeah. that kind of kind of cutesy and vaguely bratty and yet totally rocking. Like I was not expecting a guitar solo on this song and there's two mm-hmm. uh, and the turns and the songwriting is actually fairly dense with sort of a verse pre-chorus chorus and then multiple bridges. And even within the bridge, it's kind of this very two sided where they're kind of flipping between two completely different modes back and mm-hmm. forth. And it's, kind of schizophrenic and, and very exciting like the mm-hmm. song has a lot in it and it's it gets a lot into a short t- time and so i think the songwriting is good the album's decent the live experience is fantastic and um 
so one worth checking out live the album also pretty good but Mm -hmm. definitely for a live experience um someone i was really excited about seeing based on the albums and i felt like well the live experience is exactly what i expected from the album Mm -hmm. but that is a pretty fantastic and it's this uh, band out of dc called flasher how this band combines so many disparate influences i feel like they out of dc which is immediately i think post-punk and a lot of their songs do have this kind of very dissonant guitar Mm -hmm. where they're not afraid of sounding kind of weird and wrong Mm -hmm. but i guess this is the first single off an upcoming album they just signed to domino records after a reasonably well-received ep uh fairly recently and i've it does feel like they're maybe moving in a little more of a pop direction, but I feel like they're just a super tight rock band that's able to combine being kind of melodic and pretty. They have a really driving beat. They reminded and, me of kind of like a Sonic, a goo era Sonic Youth in that regard. Yeah, they, they're a super tight, like they work really well together, and I, I don't think any one of them has that distinctive a voice, but mm-hmm. they sing so well. All three members of the trio, uh, even the drummer, very active back there, and her voice it really elevates the entire sound. And so I just thought they're super fun and they're able to blend darkness and light. I'll have to say the kind of singing style is not so much that I was picking up a whole lot of the lyrics, but it sounds so good that I want to keep listening long enough that I start to figure out what the hell these songs are about because they sound great. And I keep want to keep listening. I can't, I'm really like they, this album that's upcoming, I think later this year is already one of the ones i'm really looking forward to when you can't really hear the lyrics and it's a little bit noisy that always is kind of an off-putting for me but i feel like kind of the opposite was one of my favorite artists that we saw perform this year Uh, her name is caroline rose and this song is called soul number five
this was such a pleasant turn. The, I was very ha- pleased with how this turned out because Caroline Rose was the artist who I was most looking forward to seeing at South by this year. And then she turned out to be like my, my favorite artist that we saw. She's just really funny and has such a great sense of humor and is such a fun live performer. Her last record, I think maybe was her only record, and it was very kind of Americana, sort of country-ish, like roots, rootsy. And this is a completely different sound. It's much more poppy and fun. But the record itself, it's called Loner, and it's got a, a huge spectrum of sounds on it. Um, but this was my favorite song on it. And, and she, she she gets up there and she's in like a red tracksuit with a sweatband and she has all these like she's decorated the stage with all these red items like chili pepper garlands and things yeah and her backing band is all in blue Uh and so it's very much this the presentation is well thought out she's you know a young performer but is clearly thinking about how am i a performer and i i do think there's an element with that presentation because i think uh there's a you know, especially with someone who has a kind of poppy sound, there's maybe a lot of pressure to be like all sexy. And I like that. It's just like, no, I'm going to wear a tracksuit and I'm going to own it. And I'm actually going to be so compelling that you'll find that sexier than me wearing some stupid outfit. And I think the song is similarly about like, I think the lyrics here are a little bit about that, about like, I'm going to reclaim sort of sexuality on my terms. And it's very like empowering and, and she's in charge. Like they're her henchmen. And that, I think her, I saw Natalie Press did exactly the same thing where she's in this one color yeah. and everyone else is in a different color. So popular, yeah. And it totally sets up like, I'm in charge, I'm the boss, but the band is great. Uh, I, I like the versatility because they have guitars and they also all have keyboards. And at various points, they're different combinations of guitars, bass, uh, keyboards mm-hmm. in the front. And yeah. so that, again it helps to you can deliver in the live experience really easily such a range of sounds also maybe the best recovery from a technical difficulty like disconnecting and reconnecting guitars without well, yeah, actually her, ever her guitar stop. broke and she she had already started the song and she's like okay you guys just keep playing and then she picks up another guitar and tunes it while the, they're still playing the intro in the background and then she just goes with it and the car the guitar didn't sound quite right but it's like who cared? Like she, she was able to just kind of improvise and go with it in a way that yeah, was really that maturity as a performer. Yeah. And it's just like, it's, it's weird to say that like a standout moment was something going wrong, but their yeah. recovery from it was so wonderful. Well, and everything like her banter in between songs was just really funny. Yeah. And this she, is, this she, next song is my favorite song. Yeah. This next song is my favorite song. And like, she joked about how like, we're, you know, I'm so the, the, this was at bangers, which, which is kind of a larger club at, or, at South by or Ant- Anton's. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there were a lot of people there. It was packed. And yeah. she was like, I'm so glad you guys all came. You know, usually in our in our van, we have all these inflatable dummies. So you really <laughs> saved us a lot of time from having to fill up the audience with these inflatable dolls. And she, she was just really funny and really deadpan. And that's very much her lyrical style. Like she sings about serious subjects in many cases, but with like this sarcasm and wit and self-awareness that is just really charming. Yeah, it's she, I think with this performance we saw leapt into the artist i'm most excited like when is when is she coming to town i'm yeah. gonna see it and i erroneously tweeted that i was disappointed that it did i looked at her tour schedule on her website and it didn't look like she was coming to san francisco and her mom <laughs> responded or, and corrected yeah. me that she will be at the rickshaw stop on june 15th so we so, already have yeah, tickets, tickets. So. yeah definitely check that out i think that's going to be a great venue for her performing style i can't wait yeah uh so this next artist is someone who unfortunately 
didn't win the the location the venue lottery yeah and so the Dee riley's yeah. it's like an a, an irish bar where they're letting people in who are not south by people who are just like going to the bar in the back and it's like this tiny room with this weird stage the stage with like has a wooden a, fence around yeah, it it's it's and but i really felt like her band made the best of it i still thought you know bad sound and it was kind of bad environment it was still a great performance her name is grace vonderkoon This kind of performance, she is so unassuming. She has this almost like nerdy look with this weird kind of mullet and really thick glasses. And she just kind of shambles onto stage and then just has this incredibly heartfelt voice and this guitar style that is not flashy, Mm -hmm. but is so melodic and so expressive. And, you know, this... The sound was terrible, and mm-hmm. I want to see her at a real venue with real sound because she's such a phenomenal performer. The bassist, you pointed out, just the way he was moving his fingers. I want to hear the bass properly mixed into the yeah. Like sound. I, could, I actually didn't when we saw them when we saw her perform. I didn't realize this was the same artist that we had heard on like the the my South by mix that we had been listening to because her vocals were so off, and I had it was so way too loud for the space <laughs> that I had my yeah. foam earplugs jammed all the way in, and you you know you just lose a lot. Yes, well as, yeah, as Will Chef described South by Southwest, quoting a friend, would you still enjoy music in hell? Like. It's a, such a blast, but so many of the places you're you're hearing and they're performing are not optimal. Yeah. But here was a case where even through that bad experience, her talent as a performer and her backing band, the most unflappable drummer in the business, as a drunk guy leaning through the window, smoked a cigarette into the back of his yeah. head, and he just kept going. This bar is on 6th Street, and like <laughs> it's like the worst people in the uh, universe are on 6th Street. Yeah, it was phenomenal. Some- but yeah, that the band is super tight. She has just such a great voice, which we couldn't hear, but her guitar style is phenomenal. And so... And the songwriting, it just it feels so from the heart mm-hmm. and everything about it. Uh, I, you read an interview you said about where her, she was previously in bands where people thought she didn't write the songs. And Even though she was the lead guitarist and singer, but uh, like they assumed because yeah. there were dudes in the band that oh, the dudes so, must have yeah, been. But her name is on the, the band, and it's clearly her her voice, and it's a fantastic voice. And so I she 
again leaping onto the list of artists i want to see more of them live i want to hear her new albums she's phenomenal so we talked in this episode about new discoveries, but I feel like this year, even more than in past years, we saw a lot of bands that gave phenomenal performances that were not new discoveries for us, but were we were so happy to see. Like the one that I keep thinking of is Super Chunk, who we saw play at the Mohawk, and we almost didn't go see them because we had just seen them play in San Francisco like two weeks prior. But they're just so wonderful, and it's so you know they're such great live performers, and they're such a tight band, and they just make you so happy. Yeah, that, to watch. that was. F- amazing to see unfortunately they're in austin but a giant dog was playing that night so they couldn't have sabrina ellis come do the backing vocals and speaking of them though we actually saw a giant dog and they're now crowned the best rock band in austin i mean they are the best rock band yeah, in austin, but officially but people, but the people austin musical clearly Awards. recognize it yeah, yeah. And, and you know they do this kind of big stage lawn yeah. concert that is more for the people of Austin to encourage them to put up with South by and it's not for badge holders so it's on this huge outdoor stage and Rocky Erickson was headlining that that night but a giant dog played the first performance and yeah, right at sunset yeah and like when they came to San Francisco they were playing the hemlock which has maybe its capacity of like 150 it's super best, t- if yeah. that it's tiny and they're so energetic and they have such a big sound and to see them on this huge stage backup dancers yeah and, and ending with Andrew Cashin climbing on the scaffolding and dropping his guitar down to Sabrina, which yeah, was terrifying. Yeah, from maybe 20 feet up at least. Yes. Oh, and uh, sign language interpreter. So yeah, awesome. Yeah, so good. So that it was just great to see them on the big stage. And another uh, musician we saw who we had seen last year, his name's Marlon Williams and he's from New Zealand, but we saw him play in one of the churches and he has this beautiful voice. Um, and so in the church, they usually kind of highlight their voice and play a stripped down set without much of a backing band. I think there was one yeah, guitarist. But it was acoustic and very kind of country sounding. Yeah. And then we saw him play this year and he was really rocking out. He had a full band. They were he, he was such a charming performer. He was really playing to the audience and yeah. and it was almost a different sound. Yeah, we definitely really Ki- Kiwi Elvis because yeah, yeah, he's just got so much charisma and that voice is just like honey. It's really phenomenal and he rocks out. He's pretty damn good on guitar in addition to that amazing voice. Yeah. And so, yeah, it was nice to revisit those. But to me, the, the festival is always about the future and they're like, what is music going to sound like? It's the 21st century. And so I, I broke down and dragged us to this kind of, a little bit of a mess of a of, of a venue to see this new band super organism that has just blown up they were i it was a mess of a venue it was the npr showcase yeah. which has turned out to get worse and worse as far as like the way just it's managed the, the security at that venue are well, so yeah, bad yeah it was it's stub security we found out this third party yeah. company named five star that is terrible <laughs> like they were harassing a woman for having her prescription medication uh. with her and then they didn't let badge holders in until seven thirty, which was when lucy Dake like they didn't start the line um yeah. letting people in until lucy dacus's performance yeah. had already started so it was a bummer so, so we kind of got in yeah. and we're a little bit of a bad mood but it was not – you couldn't keep in a bad mood with this band come on stage. They're very theatrical. It's lots of samples but with live guitar and percussion. They uh, came in in this like po- these like polyphonic spree outfits where oh, they yeah, were raincoats. all in primary colors. Yeah, raincoats with these tambourines that had like streamers and coming bells off of them. And just, yeah. yeah, it was – so they're very theatrical, very silly, very joyful. As I said, lots of samples. And then the lead singer is sort of – the smallest woman you ever saw. She's 19, but looks 11. And they are just, it's not the sort of music I usually like, but there's so much joy and so much energy. 
And I just think of the things I saw, like what is something that is going to just have mass appeal because it just is so wide open and so fun. And it's all about just embracing the joy of life in a way that is, it's hard to be cynical about. And so I'm really glad we caught them. It was a fun experience. And there's just of the bands we saw, I'm like, who's, who's going to blow up? You know, and, <laughs> and we saw, we marched in the San Francisco version of March for Our Lives this weekend. And, you know, you see the kids leading those marches and you listen to this music and you feel like this is the kind of music that they're going to be listening to. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll go out with their big single from their album that just came out this year. It's called Everybody Wants to Be Famous. You've been listening to For the Record. Thanks for listening. Feel like a boss. Staring at the stars, it doesn't matter the cost, cause everybody wants to be famous, I'm calling the shots, so see you over a bar, it doesn't matter the cost, seems like everybody wants to be Be famous, I'm